Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Hey gang, welcome to SEM Synergy. I'm Dwayne Forrester and this is the weekly digital marketing podcast from Bruce Clay, Inc. Today, I'm joined by our content manager, Virginia Nussie, our social media editor, Christy Kellogg, but unfortunately, our SEO manager, Rob Ramirez, has been arrested by the Lego police for building toys without instructions. Good luck, Rob. We'll bake you a cake. (laughs) Otherwise, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to focus on some of the newer social media sites that are sweeping our screens. Sites like Snapchat, Peach. Actually, Peach didn't make the cut. I kept pitching for it, but I think I'm the only one there. Peach, Dwayne is your advocate. Yeah, yeah. I want to love it. I do. But later in the show, we're going to talk to you a bit about how our very own employee social media policy of Bruce Clay has been changing. We've made some of these changes recently. We've always embraced social media and believe in how it makes a business more visible. We want to empower our team to build their personal brands because that, in turn, ultimately does help us build our business brand. We'll talk about more of that after the break. First, let's talk a little bit about these new social media sites. You know, the places like Snapchat and Meerkat, how we're using them for business. Virginia, got any thoughts here? Yeah, Dwayne. So sometimes a business will ask us is, I'm hearing a lot about Snapchat. Is that right for my business? And the social media networks are, it's like a landscape that's constantly changing with newcomers to the scene all the time. And we wanted to talk a little bit about the social media apps that you might be seeing more of. These aren't necessarily new, but they're trending up. And also maybe some of the social media sites that are trending down in the, in the year to come, or at least are being predicted to be, such as Twitter. So the latest figures from Pew Research Center says that in the U.S., 65% of adults are using social networking sites. And among millennials, ages 18 to 29, that figure hits 90%. And today we thought we would touch on some of the social sites that we've been investing in a little bit more ourselves for our social media efforts, such as Blab. We'll take a look at Periscope, Meerkat, and most definitely Snapchat. Because the big theme that these social sites share is that they're live streaming video or photo messaging apps. That seems to be what some analysts are calling will be the theme for 2016. And just a couple weeks ago, we did our first Blab chat, if that's what you call it. Yeah, we followed up a Twitter chat with a Blab where all the participants were invited to hop into the Blab and we had to learn a few things. One tip we have for anyone who's going to host their first Blab is make sure all your other apps and tabs and windows are closed because they'll like suck energy from the platform. So we learned that and we had people hop on and talk and it was pretty cool. Uh, Snapchat is one that I just signed up for. I felt like as a end-of-the-spectrum millennial myself, I should probably be using Snapchat. Are you on Snapchat, Christy? I had it before. I 
well, just as a person, I didn't care for it that much. But I did see brands, like, pushing out content, and I thought that was cool. So there's opportunity. What did you think of it? Yeah, the big observation for me was the brands that are using it and the way that Snapchat has made the brands really discoverable. So a lot of my favorite news and blog organizations have cool visual index cards, essentially, that I'll click through and I'll read their content. So... I like the way that it kind of gives you like a less polished, even though these brands had all a beautiful presentation, right? But even like Gary V is, is an example of maybe something that a business can do to kind of give a behind the scenes feel for this platform in particular. What's your favorite not Facebook or Twitter platform right now, Dwayne? You know, it's funny. I enjoy Pinterest. I appreciate Pinterest for... Uh, how it allows me to browse around and share and, and these kinds of things. I'm not a particularly active pinner on Pinterest. However, I see an endless amount of marketing opportunity there. I am actually a fan of Meerkat. I do like what they're doing and uh, essentially, you know, how they allow you to do things. There are always these challenges, though, as you step into a new space of, you know, acquiring a following and, you know, how do you port over you know, the followings that you already have in places like Twitter and Facebook. And I, I will admit, I have a little tear in the corner of my eye because I look at these new spaces, I see how people are using them, I see the demographics engaging with it, and then I look at, you know, some of my old favorites like Twitter, and I think to myself, you know, where's that going to be in 10 years? And it kind of makes me think about that shifting landscape that, you, you know, we mentioned at the beginning of the uh, of the podcast here, and you know, businesses need to be aware of that. As solid as these things seem today, there will be another one a year from now, five years from now, and so on. It's a really hard decision to make. And some of them you kind of just have to jump into because you say, oh, this is the right brand or some creative, you know, idea leads you there. For us, though, another deciding factor in, well, do we try Meerkat? Do we try Periscope? Do we try Blab? Is How does it integrate with the other channels that we've already got? And can we... I mean, what's interesting about some of these video chat applications is that it's they're so fleeting, right? Like, I'm never going to be able to see a Periscope video again. I think that's the way it is. But at least with Blab, you can download that app or upload it to YouTube. So now you've got content that can live for you forever. So that's another deciding factor that helps us decide where to invest. And then there's Instagram, which we really love right now. And we're having a great time testing the kinds of content that works well for us from the B2B side and, and making our brand come to life there. Totally. And it's like a different feel than the other platforms. So you get to be creative in different ways. Are you on Instagram, Dwayne? You know... For a while, I was not, because the Instagram experience on my Windows phone was horrible. And I went through a phase with a, uh, an Android device, and I got an account and kind of enjoyed it. But I'll be honest, I always struggled to understand the difference between Instagram and Facebook. And you know, the photography side of things aside, it was interesting to me, though, as I went through Instagram, that I saw the amount of creativity people were kind of demonstrating there. And then you start discovering brands that are doing these things. And it becomes fairly uh, clear how you can utilize Instagram. And, you know, now that, I have, now that I have an iOS device, you know, Instagram is here. I post to it regularly. It's part of my Hootsuite uh, posting regimen. You know, I, I think it's fantastic. And every now and then it's fun to go in and, you know, play with some of the filters. 
we talked to a Facebook marketing rep last week, and I mean, the the numbers for for Q for Facebook, I think they have they were up in revenue. Was it twenty? No, eight percent. Yeah, yeah, they took a big jump. Yeah, and I think that they're projecting Instagram to be about two percent of their ad revenue in the coming year. So much room for growth there. Yeah. So much room for growth for them. That's excellent. And and the Facebook rep, I mean, it's pretty clear that this is a really big initiative for them. They want brands to start playing around with Instagram. Obviously, they have a lot to benefit from that. But they, one of his his recommendations was don't let perfection be the enemy of the good. You know, you kind of have to test it to decide if it's going to work for you. But, of course, there are some kinds of content that work best for social media. Um, behind the scenes is a big one. Um, how-to tricks is going to be, it has a good chance of getting viral, getting good leverage, getting good sharing. Um, you can have an honest conversation about reaction to industry news or events, or you can hold a Q&A if it's one of these video streaming things, or answer questions that people have posed to you beforehand, ask me anything style, which... We really would love to get you in on one of those, Dwayne. Do a little blab AMA or something. Yeah, absolutely. I love things like that. And, you know, this is a really interesting point. I mean, you know, I spent a lot of the last few years traveling to events and speaking one-on-one and in front of businesses and people. And the one thing that was always really impressive to me was that I could do a basic webinar and get double the number of people that would show up for a keynote address at a major conference. And, you know, like, so the technological barrier to engaging large numbers of people simply doesn't exist today. And, you know, I I think it's really important for businesses to understand that. And, And we were on a call earlier today, and one of the things that's so important for this is having a clear plan and having clear goals. So you then can look at these tools and say, hey, you know what? Meerkat's better for me in this instance. Periscope's going to work for this instance. All of these kinds of things. And, you know, like, it it does take a little bit of experimentation. But boy, I'll tell you, you know, the the opportunity is there for businesses. So speaking of AMAs, Dwayne, you have one tomorrow, a webinar, right? Yes. Again, it's kind of an interesting thing. A uh, a gentleman I know from my past is uh, organizing these things. He's looking for um, industry leaders to come in and talk. I'm encouraging people through social media to come and show up, and and it's an open forum. Uh, When we conceived the idea, you know, we had uh, a list of questions and thought, well, you know, maybe we'll get people to engage beforehand, send in questions, we can vet the questions, and then we can go through, figure out the answers and that kind of thing, but... You know, that feels a little boring to me where it's rote. You know, the audience then really has to hope that the questions they want to hear were the ones that were selected. And it leads to a lottery effect where very few people actually win. Uh, there are a bunch of people that get 10 bucks, and then everybody else, thanks for playing, see you later. And so we're going we're gonna to open this up and do it open Q&A style and, and just take people as they come. You know, we're going to hope that people are reasonable, and we'll see how that turns out. And what time is that at? That is, I believe it's 11 a.m. Pacific time. For anyone listening that wants to join in, you can find a link and more information on any of our social channels. It's probably easiest to just go to our Twitter at Bruce Clay Inc. and you'll find 
all the information for that. Um, so one last thought I want us to leave you with as we close out this chat on changes in social media sites is the rumor that the new Facebook like button will be rolling out in the next few weeks. The new like button will include a range of emotions and reactions including ha-ha, yay, and wow. <laughs> so chew on that while we take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. When we come back, we talk about how to empower your whole company to be your brand advocates on social media and recognizing the challenges of that. More SEM Synergy coming up. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Christy Kellogg, social media editor at Bruce Clay, Inc., Today on the show, we've been looking at social media strategy. Earlier, we talked about live streaming video and video chat platforms. You use social media. 65% of American adults do, as we learned earlier in the show. You know your coworkers and employees do also. Traditionally, there's been a business mindset that says your employees shouldn't use social media while at work. But I would argue if you do that, you're missing out on building an army of brand advocates from within your organization. We wanted to talk about some new best practices that are evolving around personal branding and leveraging your employees' personal brands for your business. So this conversation started like a week ago when one of our analysts didn't want to be in SEO chat on Twitter. One of his main reasons was because it was on company time and he thought that would be not okay. And we were shocked because we wanted him to participate because like we think he's great and knows what he's talking about and we totally support that. So Dwayne, what do you think about this? Yeah, it's, you know, this is a tough one, right? Because there are still plenty of businesses out there 
And in some cases, there are regulations that preclude employees from being active on social because of the the line of work that the business is in. Regulations Um, from who? Well, I mean, so if you look at the pharmaceutical industry, you look at the banking industry, there are very clear regulations on how they're allowed to communicate with people. So in those industries, it's completely reasonable that a business may say, you don't participate in social media on behalf of the business. Mm. Fair enough. However, for the vast majority of businesses out there, you know, I was actually doing an interview this morning and I was talking about this and social media offers a couple of incredibly useful and key moments in time. As a business, you can engage with people, you can, you know, get them to be fans of yours and really be your champions. And the only way that happens is if people are authentic. And I can't think of more authentic people than your employees. Obviously, you need to do some screening. Some people should not be let out in public. Got that. But you will find rock stars in your ranks. And those people, those people are the voice of your business. You can use them. They like it. Your customers like it. It leads to better engagement. And so I'm a big fan of this. You know, I had palpitations once when I was at, at Microsoft where I thought I wasn't allowed to do anything socially. And I started looking into it and I talked to human resources and I talked to the legal team and nobody had any problems with it. The problem was if you did something inappropriate. And so, you know, this is kind of what we have to police for. And as an employer, you have to police for that. You have to choose people that are going to be reasonable and will understand that commitment and the fact that what they do is a reflection on the business. Um, But generally speaking, like this is not a problem for most people in most businesses. Will it crop up? Yeah, from time to time. But generally speaking, this is a good move. And in our case, you know, it's, it's one of those, you scratch your head and you ask, well, how did they ever come up with that idea? But it doesn't matter because here we have somebody who's willing to participate, who's good at it, and who we want to encourage. And so for us, it was fairly straightforward to make a simple change, to acknowledge this openly, and we can move on forward. Another question that that analyst then had was, well, should I have one account for my, you know, SEO facts that I'm going to share and work things and then another account for my personal life? And we again were like, oh my goodness, no, please have the same account. And then we realized that maybe this is a question a lot of people have. And we just wanted to make it clear that it's way more authentic to represent like all parts of yourself because no one is SEO or whatever they do all the time. That's that's boring and fake. Exactly. And that's, that's the reality. I mean, if folks follow me socially, they'll see an awful lot of stuff from the industry that I share out there. And then every now and then they'll see something personal from me. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who don't care that I ride motorcycles. But there are a few people across this industry that are good friends of mine because we have that in common. We share that in common. So when we see each other at a conference, when we cross paths at a webinar, wherever, you know, we have more to talk about. There is a, a bit of an engagement there. And so it's okay to let your personality come through with this. And again, it goes to personalizing a brand. You know, I mean, it's one thing to understand that the brand is there and that they're a corporate entity and this kind of thing. But today's consumer, and more importantly, tomorrow's consumer, I think they really appreciate the authenticity, the reality that's there, knowing that there are human beings in there, and not just that they're there, but they're likable, they're approachable, and they'll connect with you. 
There have been lots of articles also that show research that millennials really dislike corporate and brand jargon. So I feel like only talking about work would also not be enticing to millennials. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that. Everything that I've seen, it's, again, it comes back to the authenticity. It comes back to being real. And that seems to resonate with millennials. And, you know, if you think about it, it kind of resonates with most people, no matter your age. Uh, They have an appreciation for that. And so I think what we're seeing here on a more macro level is we're starting to see the age of the brand change dramatically. And it's gone from the big national brands that we all have heard of that, you know, they own the television advertising space to more localized brands, in some cases, neighborhood brands that are as powerful and as emotionally connected to their customer as any large national brand ever has been. I think one stumbling point that a lot of people have is their various levels of comfort with privacy and expectations of privacy. Like I have a friend, uh, she's my hairdresser, and she has a separate Instagram account for her hair clients because, you know, she wants to, you know, share these cool styles and colors that she's doing and hopefully get new business from it. So you'll go to her Instagram stream and find lots of neat inspiration and think maybe she could do my hair in a cool way. But she's separated out, you know, her personal life, which is another great way for people to engage and feel connected to and want to like, well, I know I want to like the person who I'm stuck in their chair with for four hours on a Saturday. So, you know, this is how you really gain new clients because you share who you are. But of course, there's a level of like, well, I don't necessarily want to post photos of my kids and, you know, of my family and what I'm doing with friends. And I know that's the tricky part. And we're kind of like in this transition period between where there's like this expectation of privacy. Like we've really really put a high price tag on privacy in the last like maybe 20 years but it's yes. kind of changing actually that it reminds me of that article what was was there an article about i thought that you shared it with me Dwayne, but i think i shared it with you anyway about the evolution of privacy in america today yeah you know i've actually read i think it was popular science did an article about that they had a whole issue dedicated uh, about six or seven months ago to privacy and you know it's It's a very interesting shift that we're seeing. Today's, I don't know, we'll call them teens, preteens, early 20-somethings, essentially the core of the millennial group and the beginning of the generation following the millennials, you know, their, their idea of privacy is very different than somebody my age or my parents' age, for example. And it's okay. Businesses need to be aware that that shift is happening. They need to be open to working with whatever those people will allow. I mean, if you look at Facebook, Facebook is a shining example of this, where literally has said, look, you control everything we do, but we're going to do it unless you tell otherwise. And that meets two very key criteria. It allows the person to maintain their privacy at a level they're comfortable with, and it allows the business to grow and flourish. And that's a whole new paradigm, you know, because before this, Before these things existed, before the internet, those types of things, you you couldn't do those things. It simply wasn't possible. 
And it does mean we're in new territory here. And it's tough sometimes for businesses to kind of wrap their head around that. And for us to transition our, when we're thinking personal brand and how does that, how can we help ourselves professionally by building our personal brand and balancing how much we're comfortable sharing and all of that. Absolutely. But I think we raise more questions than answers there maybe at the end. Yeah, definitely. This is new territory, no question about it. Um, So I guess we'll wrap it on that note. Uh, Maybe give us something to talk about next time. Thanks for listening, and thank you, Webmaster Radio, for producing our show every week. Why not subscribe to the show and get new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app? SEM Synergy is on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. For more from us at Bruce Clay, Inc., and to find out when Wayne's webinar is, go to bruceclay.com. See you next time on SEM Synergy. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm.